Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, powered by Dimers.com. This is episode number 121, Wednesday, May 26th, 2021. And it's been a while, ladies and gentlemen, almost five weeks since our last episode here. I think this is the longest time between episodes um, since the pandemic started last year, but I even... I think I only went three or four weeks in between episodes even back then, so this might be my longest stretch in between episodes since I started back in September of 2018, so I hope everyone has been doing well, all of you listeners out there. On my end, things have been incredibly busy uh, with play up, like literally round the clock busy, and I'm also back in sweet home Chicago, I moved back here uh, at the end of last month after spending the past six or seven months pretty much traveling around the country and working remotely, staying away from people in remote places, and of course betting across the country as well, getting action down in various states uh, that offer legal regulated sports betting here in America. Uh, A lot has happened since the last time I talked to all of you, tons of stuff going on in the sports betting space and really in in the gaming industry um, as a whole. We hit the three-year anniversary of PASPA being overturned a couple weeks ago, and I did a, a one-year post-PASPA and a two-year post-PASPA, uh, did episodes there um, to commemorate, you know, the pre- previous two years here on the pod, but didn't have the, the time to do one this year, but I do plan on doing a state-by-state legalization episode very soon here uh, because there's been so much going on um, in the space since last time we we caught up here, and last time I really touched on everything. We've seen new states legalizing, including some very big news out of New York and Florida in recent weeks. So uh, it's really been an exciting time in the space. There's a lot of changes happening on a, a day-by-day basis. It's like this legal sports betting thing is really finally catching on here. But in reality, it's been just building and building for the past three-plus years now uh, since PASPA was overturned on May 14th, 2018. But this episode is reserved entirely for this Saturday's big event, the world's biggest sporting event of the year, and that is the Champions League final. And this one's extra special for me personally uh, because, of, uh, as many of you listeners know, I am a diehard Manchester City fan, um, and I have proof that I was a fan before they became rich. I went to my first match in person back in April of 2008, and kind of lucked out there. I was at that uh, that two to one City win over Spurs at uh, it was the City of Manchester Stadium at that time, not the Etihad yet, uh, because that summer is when City was bought by uh, you know bought out by by the rich oil money. So I kind of got pretty lucky there picking uh, City as my my English club. And once you pick, you only get one choice. American listeners, so choose wisely when you're picking your your EPL team. But I was fortunate enough to choose City, and then they became uh, instantly, almost overnight, one of the richest clubs in the world. And and this is the culmination of of you know the past ten years has been just an incredible. I mean, you, Dynasty is the only way to describe uh, City. The past decade, they've won uh, five Premier League trophies, um, a couple FA Cups. And they, the, the League Cup in England, I think they've won four straight now. and They might as well rename that trophy the Man City Trophy. But the one thing that's missing is a Champions League final. That's why Pep Guardiola was brought to the team, really, to take them over the hump and become champions of Europe. But this is their first ever Champions League final appearance. It will be the biggest football match in City's modern-day history on Saturday. 
Um, and not only that, for me personally, I do have pretty decent-sized wagers on Cite to lift the cup at minus 195 odds, uh, which the Canby books here in Illinois were graciously hanging for quite some time after that matchup was established. But this is one of those events. You know, I always tell people, people here on the pod, um, you know, most recreational bettors bet what they want to see, and that's uh, usually that's not going to lead you to any long-term success ever. But this is one of those rare spots where I, I like the market price at the time. Um, I really thought that it was a good spot where you're getting a lot of anti-city sentiment at that time. Chelsea's won their last two matches, and it's important to mention this too. It's it's an all-English final. City, the, the first-timers, and the clear betting favorites against Chelsea, a club that's no stranger to playing in, in the, the UCL final. And it's, it's setting up to be a classic match. But, um, but you know, it's, it's interesting because I... I I'm always reluctant to, you know, to tell, or I always tell people to be reluctant to bet on what you want to see. You want to bet when it's plus EV. That's what we always preach here on the Doggy Juice Pod. But it's one of those spots where I thought, you know, Chelsea's won the past two matches against City, including the FA Cup semifinal. And City, you know, they, they were able to lock up the Premier League pretty, uh, pretty easily, I guess is the best way to describe it. But, but they, um, you know, City, this has been the only thing they've been thinking about. They're, they're Pep's reign as City manager is going to be coming down to, unfortunately for him, like the result of this match because uh, he came in with one goal in mind. That was to win Europe. And, you know, they've been the favorites at the start of the season to, to win the Champions League the past few years. But this is the first time actually making it to the final. This is the big match. They've been paying attention to it. Well, whereas Chelsea, they've had to claw and fight their way to uh, to secure the top four spots so they could play in the Champions League next year, which they did accomplish. But um, I thought that there was some value betting City at minus 195 to lift the cup, and and uh, some books were hanging as high as plus 104 and even even money for a while uh, on City to win outright in 90 minutes. Uh, so I do have wagers on that as well. So it's one of those spots where, of course, I'm cheering as a fan on Saturday, but I also have uh, I'm backing City um, with my bets. So it's it's an event on Saturday that I'm really looking forward to. And who better to bring on the pod to discuss the Champions League final than our good pals Oliver and Quincy from the Top Class Finish Soccer Podcast. Uh, they've both made numerous appearances here on the Doggy Juice Pod in the past, including coming on the past two years to break down the Champions League final in each of those years. Simply put, it would not be a proper Champions League final breakdown without either of those guys on the pod to give you their predictions. So last night on Tuesday evening, the three of us sat down virtually. Oliver's uh, in Michigan and Quincy is in New Hampshire. And we discussed the upcoming match and how we expect it to play out on Saturday. And that's going to be the entirety of this episode. A couple of quick housekeeping items before I cut to that interview. Just a quick disclaimer that the opinions expressed on this podcast are always my own or the opinions of my guests and do not reflect the opinions of Play Up USA, Play Up Limited, or any of its subsidiaries. And in case you haven't listened to the Doggy Juice Pod over the past few months, we officially launched the Play Up Sportsbook in the state of Colorado in March. So all my listeners out there living in the Rocky Mountain State, be sure to download the Play Up Sportsbook app or, or uh, just give it a whirl on on, uh, on your PC, on your computer. Um, and uh, let me know what you think. always want to hear um, whatever feedback that you have. And if you're looking to bet on the Champions League final this weekend or on the NBA or NHL playoffs or golf or whatever floats your boat, then check out Dimers.com for the best sportsbook deals and the latest offers at your local legal sportsbook. Dimers has all the information you need to take advantage of the best promos that the books 
are offering uh, they're offering you and and they can even get you linked right to those deals directly so make sure you make dimers.com a part of your daily routine and of course always gamble responsibly all right without further ado it's time to cut to my interview with oliver and quincy from the top class finish soccer podcast to break down this weekend's champions league final between my beloved city and chelsea All right, it's become an annual tradition now here on the Doggy Juice Pod, and there aren't two people in the world who I would honestly rather bring on to preview the Champions League final other than these guys, Oliver and Quincy from the Top Class Finish Soccer Podcast. They've been on the pod several times here. How is it going, guys? Uh, it's it's going. It is going. I mean, I feel like I feel like COVID kind of has. Um, me not knowing how time works anymore like i feel like we just had like champions league final like two months ago not the case so i'm excited to talk yeah it's and that was the voice of quincy for everyone um and then oliver's with us as well um and i have to give the 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 I guess like my, my contractually obligated Quincy shout out here, but on our first Champions League final preview back two years ago, Quincy called uh, Virgil van Dyke man of the match at 40 to one odds for Liverpool. And sure enough, Virgil van Dyke won it. So I, all these listeners out here, that's your plug to continue to listen to these guys because they know what they're talking about. But uh, how, how's everything going with you, Oliver? Everything is good, man. It's a nice, sunny, warm day here in the mitten. And it's just nice to be back on the mic, especially with some friends talking some footy. Yes, and we are going to be talking about one event this time. I know I've brought you guys on a couple times this soccer season, um, as recently as February, uh, to just break down the Champions League, the, the group stage, or sorry, the uh, the knockout rounds. But um, but this is a special one for me personally because I am a diehard Manchester City fan uh, and have uh, video and photo proof that I was a fan before they became rich. I always have to preface that. I'm not, I'm not a glory hunter. I, the reason why I first identified with them was because they were like the, the long-term losers with, you know, really loyal fans. And a lot of my favorite, like English rock bands were city fans. So I naturally gravitated towards them. They had a guy named Rolando Bianchi on the team back in 05 that uh, my, my Paisano who I was kind of tracking. And I, so I, I was kind of uh, drawn to city and then all of a sudden, they became rich. Yeah, all of a sudden, you, you uh, got the best Christmas present ever. And <laughs> it, it was the best, yeah, the best ever as a fan. And uh, But it's been kind of culminating or building up to this moment because, I mean, this is a team that, you know, three, uh, what, 20 years ago, not even, they were in the third division in English soccer. And uh, now here they are on the doorstep of eternal greatness, their first ever Champions League final. And... Um, and this is it. They're going to be facing off against Chelsea, which is really exciting because it's two English clubs going to get a lot of um, fan interest, casual fan interest on this one. But this is the big event. This is the Champions League final Saturday. It's the two English clubs and uh, it's going to be a good one. So, I mean, I, I guess we can spend our time here breaking down how we think the match is going to go uh, just quickly before we even jump into like our, our predictions and hearing what you guys think in terms of how the game's going to play out, but just quick, quick odds check. We have seen money come in on, on city the past few days, um, especially since uh, the premier league wrapped up past couple days when probably more casual people are starting to, to make wagers, but consensus odds to lift the trophy city is at minus two twenty. Chelsea about plus plus one eighty. Some spots 
you know, offshore have gotten as high as minus 240 on City, uh, plus 200 on Chelsea. Essentially saying when you're splitting the difference that City has a bit greater than a, a two-thirds chance of, of uh, lifting the cup. But I always am remiss if I don't mention this. Be careful when you're looking to bet this stuff. Uh, a lot of us have made this mistake. When, when you're wagering, make sure that you're uh, betting the proper market that you want to bet. Usually the market that's being offered to you, the three-way market, is just the 90 minutes. So over at Playup Sportsbook, our odds are uh, our City minus 115 to win in 90 minutes, Chelsea plus 325, and the draw plus 240. The over-under in the 90 minutes is over 2.5, around plus 125, plus 130, depending where you shop, and uh, under 2.5 is, you know, lay some lumber there. It's around minus 150, minus 160. But, um, but yeah, that's that's the range we're looking at. Some places, you know, moving City up as high as minus 120 to win in 90 minutes, but we have seen money coming on City. Um, I was I, myself on my end, I'm, um, I, I am holding a pretty large, a uh, couple large tickets on City at minus 195 to win it, uh, to hoist the cup, and then to win it in 90 minutes at plus 104, even money. So be sure to shop around if you're looking to do it, but more importantly, be sure you're betting the right market. Um, but this is an interesting match, and that with that is like our, I guess our our base here as we move forward. Um, I guess at a high level, I wanted we could start out just by seeing. I guess what you guys, if you guys think there's any value there in terms of the betting odds on either side, um, and also maybe if you even have a, a take on, on the total over under. And, and Oliver, I think I know uh, just from talking to you before recording here where you're going uh, on one of these. So you want to you want to take this one? Yeah, I'll jump right in. And I really uh, think that over two and a half can be something that can hit throughout this match. The uh, I think two out of their three past matches have been over the two and a half mark and I really think the way City's been playing they just popped in five goals against Everton after having a couple off games after winning the trophy which is kind of expected and uh, mm-hmm. I really think that we'll see a possibly two one three zero type of victory from City which that over will hit mm-hmm. and this will be in 90 minutes too as well so you're thinking yeah, value on the over at over two and a half. It's nice, nice plus plus money. Any anything on your end, Quincy? I know uh, you're not you don't bet this stuff as regularly, but uh, is there anything that like comes to mind when you hear that City has a roughly two thirds chance of, according to the betting market, of of lifting uh, the cup? I mean, so I look at I'm looking at like money line right now, regular time for Chelsea being uh, plus three ninety five. Um, in which case, I'm over here. Maybe not so much. Uh, I'm looking at the last couple times that they've actually played each other. Um, And yes, City, I would say, is objectively the better team. But Chelsea have won in like three out of the last four times they played Man City. So I think that's something to to keep in mind. Uh, Chelsea is on a bit of a... They've had a very up and down season this whole entire season. So it's really hard to like rule them out. I mean, like they beat Real Madrid 2-0 or like 3-1 on aggregate 2-0 the last game that they played. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think it's worth saying that they could maybe pull out a victory. I'll be putting some money towards Especially. Chelsea, I believe. 
Yeah, I can't help but think that like at that plus price is like really tempting for a lot of people, especially when you look at the last two matches they played. Like you said, Quincy, like Chelsea won both those matches, and um, you know one of them, the last one they played, it was meaningless to City. Yeah, I know City had that that early lead, but but the one that did matter was the last time they met in a at the FA Cup semis, and uh, Chelsea got the better of them, and I think you could really kind of point to the experience of. Um, Tuchel, am I mispronouncing? Is it Tuchel or Tuchel? I say Thomas Tuchel. Tuchel, the, uh, Chel- I say, Tuchel. I say Tuchel as well. Leave it to me to screw it up, <laughs> even when I give options. Well, I mean, <laughs> but, uh, I could be wrong. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I, I definitely defer to you guys there. But I mean, it's just, it's amazing, like the turnaround that they've had since he took over. I know, like, Frank Lampard was, um, he, he probably, probably not getting as much credit maybe as he, as he maybe deserves, like, to helping develop some of the players, but like, he just didn't have that anywhere near the tactical expertise that Tuchel has. And when he came on that team, I mean, completely talk about like a, just a defensive stalwart. And I guess that's for both clubs too, just because, you know, Ruben Diaz and what he's done with, with city oh, uh, yeah. this season, um, it, it's been pretty remarkable. And, and, and so this is like definitely a match between two, like two incredible defenses. And, uh, but also, you know, city, you know, about the, the firepower on offense and, uh, and it's it's going to be interesting to watch play out. So, but from your guys' end, because as former players, and I'm curious, like really, to hear what you guys think about this, because and you're, you're also coaches too. Like since you know Chelsea's got the better of City the past two, do you think that or and or the fact that like City's kind of had the past month to just focus on this match while Chelsea has you know they've been fighting to finish in the top four in england including like up to this past weekend so they've had their like attentions elsewhere but like like quincy do you think that is is going to be a factor at all is that like just more noise more than anything else and these teams will be like ready to ready to rock and give it their all Uh, i mean i definitely think they're going to be able to you know give it their all um i personally think that chelsea have to go in there with the mentality of well we beat them before we can beat them again um, and then also, I think if you just look at Chelsea's road to get to this place, I'd say it was a little bit more difficult than what Manchester City's was. So I think they have that as motivation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like they, they really did beat like some really top teams to get there. Not saying that City didn't, but they also played like, I don't know, like Mooch and Gladbach. Like, <laughs> like you beat them 4-0 on yeah. aggregate. Like that's not really difficult. I think Chelsea could have probably got the same result. So, yeah, I mean, there's that. City's also coming off, like, championship fatigue. I know that they want this trophy, but they did just win another one this past weekend. So, who's to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting just from, like, the psychology and that dynamic. You know, because City's had, like, so much extra time to, to prep for this as well. But, oh, do you think there's anything there, Oliver, in terms of, like, the revenge angle for City? having lost twice in the past, like, what, month and a half to Chelsea? I, and think, that. I think just the, the allure of the cup outweighs any type of revenge angle. Like, because yeah. if you if you win the cup, it's like, oh, you guys won the FA Cup, but now we're champions of Europe. Or, and, and actually, mm-hmm. Chelsea didn't even win the FA Cup. Nope. They ended up losing to yeah, Leicester. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just think, I mean, you got to give credit to Pep, and I think the way he's managed this past month – with getting players rest, getting players healthy, trying some new things out. And I think it all come, it's all going to come on to Saturday. And it's similar to a couple of years ago with Liverpool, but it's kind of inevitable for me when it comes to this match with City beating Chelsea. 
And mm-hmm. I, I, I think it would be, I think it's going to be a somewhat dominating performance by City as well. Yeah, I do remember. Which is unfor- uh, which is unfortunate for Tuchel and Thiago uh, Silva because it'll be back to back years losing in the Champions League final. Yeah, Sorry. and I think there is so to be said. I do remember like texting Oliver, like maybe after one of the last round draws of Champions League, saying, "Damn, I think City really just fucked around and won this thing." Like, just with who they've ended up playing and how they got here. I mean, if I'm City, I'm relatively happy I'm playing Chelsea and not some other powerhouse, like an actual European powerhouse. I I agree there. Very true. Very true. I agree. Like, the familiarity, I think, would only help. It it could help City more than hurting City. There's not going to be probably anything. I mean, of course, Tuchel, he could throw anything out there and uh, can't underestimate what he has cooked up and for Saturday, but like, it's, you know, it's hard to imagine that Pep doesn't, you know, he's been analyzing all that stuff. He's been all the same teams they've been playing all this all year long. He's been able to really, there's not going to be as many surprises or the opportunity for surprises to be there. I think is, uh, is, is kind of muted on the end of, uh, on the end of Chelsea, but it's interesting. And I want to hear what you guys have to like, think or what you have to say, like tactically how the match might look as well, because, you know, we will probably see a chess match. I'm sure cat and mouse game between Pep and, and Tuchel. And, and also I'm interested to see, you know, what the starting 11 is going to be both. I, I'm not sure about Chelsea, but I know that Pep won't commit to his starting 11 and we kind of know how it's going to look like across the board. I think like the interesting one will be if, if Rodri or Fernandinho start as the, uh, like the holding midfield and that holding midfield role, but, and then, you know, Foden or, or Aguero starting as striker. I mean, I think it's uh Otherwise, it's pretty much set. But do you guys, I guess, like tactically, do, how do you guys see like these teams uh, matching up? I mean, like Oliver, do you think like City has like a like any like like an edge given like a certain configuration in the lineups? Like, should we maybe wait for certain people to be announced in the lineup, or do you think it's going to kind of play out uh, like the way people expect it to? I think it would be. I think you'll see their their false nine that they've been running out. I'd be very yeah. shocked if Figueroa is starting in this mm-hmm. match, even though he did mm-hmm. pop in a couple goals. Mm-hmm. On that was a, awesome. On that was so awesome. That was amazing. But I, like, if I was a city supporter and Aguero was starting that match, I'd be alarmed. Honestly, I, 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 I didn't want to say upset, but alarmed oh, is a very good I'm word. Telling to use, you. Quincy, I, I'm telling you, because I And with Chelsea, you're, you're gonna see you're gonna see them park the bus. You're gonna see them try to counter on the break. And I think yeah. we'll see Rodri in the middle to try to slow down those attacks when mm-hmm. those counters do come. But I think you'll see your the false nine. And I expect a big game out of Mares if he's in the starting lineup. Yep, I think I think Chelsea are gonna be um, more or less. I don't know a nice way to say this, but they're gonna be chasing the ball a lot of this game. Like I and I think that yeah. that's something that they're going to have to write into their strategy. Like Oliver said, it's going to have to be a lot of counters, and they're really going to have to take advantage of the chances that they do get because there aren't mm-hmm. going to be that many. And even though like mm-hmm. their defense might be able to absorb City's attack, chasing the ball for ninety minutes is hard. Period, and that's what they're going to be doing yeah. for I would say the majority of this match. Yeah, that's. That's interesting too. So, you know, that does take its toll. That's like classic pep teams, you know, just completely 
just continually going at you, c- controlling possession, and just waiting for that one spot to strike. Yeah. You know, just waiting for that one little crease in the defense, and that's what they've made a living on. Like really, like since the turn of the, of the <laughs> calendar. Like I know, you know, City was dealing with some internal issues. But they had like a, a, from what I understand, like a team, like a players only team meeting where they kind of figured their shit out and they went on that unprecedented, unbeaten run. You know, and and just left everyone in their dust. Uh, since 2021 started, but yeah, I mean, they um, are human. What, they do give up goals. Yeah, they do. They, yep, they, they do are. from time to time. So all it takes is, I mean, we've seen some crazy champions league finals um, in our lifetime. It really only takes one weird thing and that can change the whole outlook of the entire game. And that's why it's so awesome. Just like the one-off nature of this, you know, kind of like March madness, anything could happen in one game. Pretty much. I mean, both the last two Liverpool finals that they were in both had one moment in each match that was absolutely game-changing. The first one, you lost Salah, and then the next one, you had the, was it Soko handball? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And those those iconic moments. I know that's why I always like, I almost like to blindly bet the under on some of these, like, finals and cup. And this, like, goes, like, any championship or title game don't ever blindly bet anything of course but like i, 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 I always look i always want to look just because like the player and like i feel like sometimes odds makers can't quite grasp how reluctant some players are to like not be the fall guy and of course like mostly this is usually reflected in the market so it's not like i'm breaking any news here like yeah, this is not like that insightful but like you know at the same time really like looking at the human emotion element of everything and like early on in these games everyone's so mm-hmm. nervy to use the the English term and like no one wants to be that guy to make that 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 dangerous pass or make that mistake and be the fall guy. So you really have both teams come out, you know, a lot more conservative and not not taking those early chances. But I can't help but think that Pep might be like the exception there just because like he knows what's needed. You know, it's maybe the players will execute differently, but I think he knows that in order to win this, they gotta keep the feet on the gas and look for those opportunities and really look to pounce as much as they can and put the odds in their favor. I just really feel like like City and Pep have had almost a month to prepare for this. Mm-hmm. They've, they've had everything locked up, and I really think that's going to be a big difference. And like Roselli yeah. mentioned earlier about Chelsea having to scrap and claw their way to their Champions League spot the rest of the season. They didn't have opportunity to, to game plan and practice and try new things mm-hmm. in training and on and during actual actual matches that they're going to use this upcoming weekend. Totally agree. And one one thing I noticed here too, kind of moving this along, but it's it's an interesting thing. I didn't know this till we right before we started recording. But I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts as former players and now now coaches specifically. But uh, it was announced that Spanish referee there's another name I'm going to butcher, but Matthew Lajos will be in charge. Uh, he's going to be the ref of, of this match, and apparently he has a history with Pep. I guess um, he sent Pep off during the quarterfinal match with Liverpool back in 2018 but do you think there's anything I mean of course like I, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means at all but like do you think it could be like the opposite situation where like this guy you know knowing that history just curious to hear your thoughts as like coaches if that could be a factor at all even to the point where maybe the referees like trying to overcompensate so it actually would work in the opposite way and he's more or less uh trying to make it look like he doesn't have anything against Pep and and stuff like that. Like anything there you think, or is that just noise? Yeah, in my I, I don't really see it because like, yeah, you got to realize like for these refs, this is like their super bowl as well. If, if you will, like it's one of the biggest games you can ref in your career. You're not trying to blow it on 
some personal vendetta that you might have or something along those lines. Also, I'm betting sure. that Pep actually deserved to be sent off in that game. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so I'm thinking any ref probably would have done that. Totally fine for me. So I'm not really looking at it from any real standpoint. Now, if there was like a Spanish team maybe playing in this game, maybe I'd have a different, you know, thing. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, two English teams, it it should be fine. Mm-hmm. Noise. Yeah. Nothing but noise. And I would yeah, like to reiterate, yeah, that's, Pep that's probably fair. did deserve to be sent off. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he said something that was uh... – very much inappropriate or unwarranted. But do also another thought here, and like I, I suspect it's maybe the same answer potentially, but do you think the move – because this is, this match was supposed to take place in Istanbul in, in Turkey, but due to you know current travel restrictions and I guess a few other considerations, they moved it to Porto, to Portugal. Do you think there's any specific edge for either squad here moving it to, to Portugal? No. Or having the match? Yeah. That's, no. that's, Not at that's all. what I figure. Yeah, and I, I feel like the fans will travel pretty. And I don't. Do you guys know offhand? Like I don't even know like what the capacity is there for like fans traveling. I, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty yeah. sure I read that. I don't know if it was City or Chelsea, but one of the clubs are buying and purchasing flights for fans. Honestly, it could be yeah, either club City because they both have billions to just blow. So. <laughs> yeah. Yep, and they they still have plenty left after paying the players too, but. Um, yeah, no, it's it's interesting to me just because – and also, like, I mean, obviously the Chelsea players, it really comes down to it. The players are playing the matches and, like, you know, you could throw the legacies out the window. But, you know, City, they've had this one circled. Like, this is going to define Pep's legacy uh, with City, or at least, like, for, you know, the, his – I'll say, so I'll say what City, but his legacy is already submitted. Yeah, I'll say yeah, no, City it's a, as a whole. Yeah, like this is the hump that they just haven't been able to get over. Exactly, exactly. And and Pep was like brought over to win this yeah. match. You know, he's even like said it himself. Like he's he's won three Premier League titles with the team. They've won that fake cup. They, they I don't think they've lost a, a League Cup since he joined. I think they have yeah, four in a row. And, yeah, he can uh, leave any day now. That would be this. great, honestly. <laughs> well that's coming from an arsenal of course fan, of course, of course. <laughs> can, but i mean honestly anyone wants every single team wants that him to leave i would say yeah yeah which which i would too if i was a fan of those other teams <laughs> um but yeah i mean this is this is really like what it's all about this match right here so i guess we can we can close this out with well first of all i want to hear if you guys have your eyes on anybody to we you know without looking at odds because we haven't seen any man of the match odds so unfortunately and i know Oliver, you have, or sorry, Quincy, you have a, a knack for picking these guys, but do you have any like leans on where you're looking for um, for the man of the match, uh, or maybe where you could potentially find value once the odds are are coming out? If it's for City, um, I think Oliver might have been onto something with with Mares. Um, mm-hmm. He's just been playing out of his mind this season, and, and I think he's done really well. Um, across the board, so I could easily see him. Um, I'd have to really look at other folks, but that's where I'm leaning right now. It would probably have to be maybe Mares, and then if it's like a Chelsea person, ugh, I don't know. My my heart says that if Pulisic plays, he will score, in which case he might score again or get an assist because he is really notorious for like getting some pretty decent assists or goals. So 
those would be my two. <clears throat> there. I'm running to make that Mares bet as soon as I can. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me know wherever you find it. So I can yeah, honestly, I, well, Mares I know, one I is probably going to be the better one of the two. I don't think I'd put money on Pulisic to do anything, but I did see like some goal scoring um, odds, and I think they're relatively high mm-hmm. for Pulisic. So, um, yeah, even Mares, yeah. like yeah. if he scores – Anytime, at least on DraftKings, it's like plus 230. Uh, if he scores the first or last goal, it's plus 550, 500. So not, not crazy. Pulisic, you know, anytime plus 350. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, those are always good. Those markets are definitely the ones to, to go after and find the value. Usually it's, I would always say just a friendly dog and use reminder when you're reading those, like, and you're making those bets, make sure you're reading the fine print. If sometimes if the player starts, so I have a bad beat to tell you guys, I wagered on Aguero, just a small bet, but on Sunday to, oh, to no. sc- yeah, you can see where I'm going with this to score a goal oh, in no. the match. And I was, and, and, and fortunately, you know, I, I bet on it, you know, with, with, he would have to start and oh. he didn't start. And he scored two goals. So my bet was refunded, even though he scored yeah. two goals in about 20 minutes of gameplay. But just a reminder, you know, you got to read that fine print. And uh, usually I always say, make sure the player starts if you're betting the yes. You know, if you're looking to bet on a no for a player, you know, sometimes those markets are available to the yes, no. And usually the odds are better when you do have those, both of those available to you just for everyone to reference. Yeah. But, um, but make sure you're reading that fine print because if you're betting the no and it doesn't matter if, you know, if you, you want the, that language not to be in there, whether or not he's going to start, but if you're betting the yes, make sure he's starting. Yeah, I will say Oliver is a good person to ask about this stuff because he's been hitting on players all in recent times. Um, he, he's been kind of hot. The past two and a half, three months have been pretty good with these goal scorer bets. Well, let's let's hear it then. What do you got? What do you got for the listeners here? I mean, obviously, I already said Mara's, but yeah. if Chelsea has any chance of winning this game or making this game competitive. I really think that Timo Werner, I know he does not have his shooting boots. He hasn't had his shooting boots since last season in the Bundesliga, but I feel like if they have any opportunity, he's going to be the one to put the ball in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's, always, it's always fun to, to go with Captain America, yep. though. Like, you can't go wrong. Oh, yeah. Not at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't help but think that, like, you know, the guy who's going to be on the, the end of those counterattacks for Chelsea, that would be, like, that would make the most sense to bet him on man of the match just the way we expect the game to kind of play out but uh yeah this time i'm not really thinking it's gonna be a defensive individual right 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 you can't give out 40 to one shots every year you know can't can't but if mars hits man i i should i should try and get someone to pay me to do this i i think so i think we're gonna have some people coming (laughs) coming your way with some sponsorship (laughs) deals just another, just another one that's out there too. Yeah. If you think that city's gonna win in regulation, city minus mm-hmm. 0.75 goals is at plus one eighteen. Interesting. In regulation? I believe it's in regulation, yes. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that's, that's possible. That's not bad. I even Yeah. Yeah, just win yeah. by one. I mean it's Oh, so wait. Oh, so you're saying you're saying minus one point. So oh, seven point five. I got you. Yeah, okay. Point, yeah, those point. are. So it's, yeah, yeah. They just need it a goal. Splits they, it. they just need a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, th- those are the markets where you can find value, especially when you're shopping and with all these wonderful sports books available for us. You know, re- legal regulated sports books. It's it, it's 
Every, I always tell people it's like the number one thing I preach here. You're just doing yourself a disservice if you're not getting the best price, especially if you're living out in Michigan, Oliver, where like literally it's, it's been across. Lo- you've, it's been lovely. No, I feel like it's, it's everything. The wild, everything wild west. I went there for like a couple months ago, and I couldn't believe what my options were available to me. Just in, in general, it's it was insane. But I'm I'm in New Hampshire, so it's it's a little different. It's the exact opposite. Yeah, New Hampshire is just there's one game in town for DraftKings, and that's and it. Yeah, that's the, the lottery. I'm with Oliver, room. who's across yeah. like three platforms doing all sorts of shit, and I'm just okay. Well, yeah. here's me. What you have there is just not yeah, available, no, which is a very juicy looking bet. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, yeah. I, I hit him up. I'm like, man, FanDuel has his odds, odds boost, and he's like, uh, don't have it. I'm like, damn, man. Yeah, he's. it's really a tale of two states where you guys are at. Like, it's the, the polar opposites in terms of uh, of what's available. Yeah, it's, it's literally, like, this is a, I hope lawmakers listen to this, New, New Hampshire lawmakers in particular, because uh, Oliver's got all the – all the options in front of him as a consumer. And he's, it's going to be better for like for taxpayers and for like for the whole industry. Cause Oliver's gonna be betting more <laughs> responsibly, of course, you know, yes. and, <laughs> and uh, Quincy just has one option when you're, when you're looking to bet, you have one legal, you have to take their yep. price, whatever they're offering you, if you're looking to bet it, which is no bueno. So, uh, but I'll, I'll get off that soapbox, but let's, <laughs> let's close it up with our final score predictions. I think, and I'll give my prediction on man of the match. I'm going to, I'm going to say Aguero comes on 89th minute and scores the game winner. One to no. no I'm just mean, uh, it would be cool. It would be awesome. No, I mean, I, I would yes. I'll probably cry. Oliver, for like, so the next time we have Oliver's an interview, tragic I'll flashbacks. To, oh my God. <laughs> I'll be honest, man. It was dusty in the room I was in on Sunday when Aguero put in those two goals. Uh, <laughs> the seven, it was, it, oh my God. Just watching him do that, especially that, that header, the second goal. It was just, I really liked this first one. I thought it was just like, like yeah, what a way to, yeah. to go out. I was like, damn, look at you. And I can't yeah. hate him either because yeah, he's, he's just such a, an important, impactful player for the Premier League. So I don't think mm-hmm. anyone across clubs can really say a bad thing about him. No. And I, I remember this, I remember his first match with City when he came out against Swansea and I was watching that live and he like he scored like almost like right away. And then I think he assisted another one, like a crazy, probably look up the, like you could probably look on YouTube to see like the highlights from this one, but he had like a crazy, like bicycle kick assist type of deal. He was saving the ball in bounds. And like, that was within like 10 minutes of coming in. I was like, this guy is going to be something special. And he's, he was at the time married to Maradona's daughter. It's like, this guy's got everything going for him. But uh, <laughs> uh, the, the relationship thing didn't work out for him with Maradona's daughter, but his career at city did work out. And it's, you know, it's been like a total pleasure watching him the past 10 years. Uh, Wear, wear the city shirt so it's going to be like an, an emotional one on uh saturday you know whether or not he, he plays in the match but also what kind of impact he can he could potentially have you know down down the stretch but um let, let's close out with your predictions though i'm gonna i'll start it out i will say i'm gonna go with city two nil although i am very um very swayed by oliver's take on the over um, in the match, I might even take out some over two and a half myself, just because I think that a lot of people are, are leaning under, just given the, the reputation of these two teams and kind of how things have played out lately. Obviously, City, you know, their Everton match over the weekend aside, like these are two defensive stalwarts. I think a lot of people might be looking under. I think that if anything, there might be value betting the over, and I'm going to be taking a look that way. So, so kudos to Oliver, but I'm going to go two nil as my official doggy juice pod prediction for the for the pod, but. uh what what do you guys got? I'll, I'll, let's let's see what Oliver's got first. I'm gonna go three one city. Three one. Quincy, uh, I'm going two one Chelsea. 
And if it isn't too, and this is ninety minutes, and um, yeah, also minutes. if it if that does not happen, then I have it going to Pens and Chelsea will win. So, um, I would. Yeah. Oh God, I would love for this to go to Pens. I would not. <laughs> I would love for this to go to penalties. If you see headlines Sunday morning, man jumps outside building, building, building rooftop from Chicago. You'll know it's me without reading it. If if, if it goes to penalties and Chelsea wins, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out, guys. So um, I guess we'll close out. Like let's like, just so everyone can hear. Like at the top class finish pod. I know you guys are on like a voluntary sabbatical right now, but tell us. Uh, Tell the listeners how how everyone can find you guys. Still on uh, the ma- majority of all the anywhere where you can find your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, all those cool places. But uh, everybody in the pod's doing good. We're all just chilling. We're just lives are busy, and hopefully we can get back on the mics here soon. Especially with the Euros and Olympics, and it seems like literally this past year, it seems like soccer has been on every single day, like quality soccer. <laughs> so it's been lovely. Thanks, COVID. Yeah. Yeah, one, it's, good, it's, right. one, one good thing you gave us. Yeah, it's been interesting, <laughs> right. and I'm almost glad that we did take this little break because it's all like it's almost too much soccer to keep up with. And then when you add in like all these recent controversies with new European leagues opening up, and <clears throat> oh my god, I know I didn't even ask you guys about yeah, that. So it's, it, that literally, that it's been <laughs> if we would have been recording, we would have had to record every single day for for that right, whole spell. Right. So it, it, I'm glad that we decided to take a little little pause and focus on things. Andy's coaching. I'm coaching. Uh, we have some people starting new jobs and stuff, some people moving internationally. So it's just, you know, people getting used to schedules again now that things are opening up as well. Well, for selfish reasons, I've got some of your guys' input uh, in the meantime anyway in the form of text messages or, you know, emails and stuff. But I'm looking forward to you guys coming back. And that's a good point you guys brought up about the – uh, we got a summer of soccer ahead of us with the Euros that were supposed to happen last year and the Olympics that were supposed to happen last year. So we're getting that, that Euro Olympic summer ahead. So I'll bring you guys back on for that. No doubt about it. We got a Perfect. Euros. I have, I have some Euros hot takes already. So I'm ready. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Is Italy going to win mean, it? I'm, I mean, they, I'm looking they, at Portugal no. right now, personally. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, Bernardo Silva. That team is Ronaldo, absolutely disgusting. Interesting. All right. I'm storing that one away. We'll start with Portugal as being the, the first question when we bring you guys back on the pod again for, for the Euro preview. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks as always for coming on the pod. Really appreciate the insight and we'll, uh, we'll see who's right on their, on their predictions come Saturday. Thanks Mike. And I hope all the worst things. Yep. For you. Uh, <laughs> really happy to be on the pod, but I mean, I would, you know, maybe be happier if city didn't win this one. So, uh, best of luck to you. Cutting out. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully United is the only one that's left in a trophy in Manchester this wow. week. Wow! So. Oh, gross! <laughs> so gross! Yeah, yeah we, we didn't have time to preview the Europa League. Only, only the big boy Damn, league here. The disrespect. That's no. Uh, all I have to say, I'm going to end it on this, guys. City treble coming wow. Saturday. Peace. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, thank you very much, Oliver and Quincy. That was excellent, as always. Be sure to give those guys a follow. Check out the Top Class Finish Soccer Podcast. And a reminder that if you're looking to bet on the big match on Saturday or on the NBA NHL playoff action this weekend or next week or this week, uh, the Dimers bot over at the Quick Pick section at dimers.com runs thousands of simulations on these games. 
that can help you find an edge on whatever match or game you're looking to bet on, whether it's inside, total, whatever. Uh, make sure that you make Dimers.com a part of your daily handicapping process. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Podcast. As always, follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. And if you enjoyed listening to this or previous episodes, or if you've been listening for a while and and, uh, picked up a thing or two over time, then please, please rate the Doggy Juice Pod on Apple Podcasts. Leave a quick review if you can. Giving just a quick rating takes like 10 seconds, really helps get the podcast out to more people who can benefit from it and spread the good word, You know, especially people who are interested in learning more about state-by-state uh, sports betting legalization, the latest news there, and just how to become a sharper, better sports better, You know, and how to, how to attack things the right way during these very exciting times in the space. So anything you can do to help spread the word is greatly appreciated on my end. I will be back regularly again now with a brand new episode um, on a weekly basis. That's the plan moving forward to get back in the swing of things, lining up guests for future episodes, get some really fun, exciting guests already lined up. We've had a lot of really fun, exciting developments happening. And uh, like I said at the top of the podcast, a lot of fun things happening in in the state-by-state sports betting legalization side of things. So uh, there's a lot to catch you up on that I'm going to focus in on in, in future episodes here. So... Uh, Stay tuned. Looking forward to getting into the swing of things again here. Good luck on your action this weekend, and I will talk to you all again soon. Doggy Juice out. (laughs) 